Yeah, 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 we know medical care requires informed consent, but laws require informed consent, politics, entrepreneurship, how you engage in your diet, health, exercise, even relationships. These all require a place of being informed, and I am so sick of being called a conspiracy theorist for using my brain and being informed. So that's how this podcast came to life. This is Informed Consent. I'm your host, Brooke Bocci. Let's start talking. Just before we took a brief pause of the show to have me go off and get married, we were diving into a birth series where we were diving through different procedures and different medications and different things that happen during the birth process that I truly believe deserves more informed consent. And I want to pick back up on that series and I want to talk about a few more subjects. So we're going to have a few more episodes in this series. And this week, I want to talk about something that isn't necessarily so much controversial. It's just something that doesn't have very much informed consent on. Therefore, it's a practice that doesn't happen very often. And that's the subject around delayed cord clamping or just the subject around cutting the umbilical cord, which is cutting off the placenta to the baby upon the baby being delivered on earth side to the world. When a baby is born, one third of their blood is actually outside of their body. One third of their blood and so many other nutrients are in the placenta when the baby is born. And decades ago, it became a routine, I guess you could say procedure, cutting the cord instantly when a baby is born. In this week's episode, I want to dive into the dangers of cutting the cord instantly and and some health concerns that maybe arise because of instant cord clamping. And I want to talk about why we would delay the cord clamping and why we even started clamping the cord instantly to begin with. This episode, I want to talk just so heavily on cord clamping in general. But before we get into it, I want to touch on one of my most favorite supplements and nutrient-dense products that is so incredible for especially mamas to be taking, those who are pregnant, those who are trying to conceive, and those who are breastfeeding and raising children. Organ meats were eaten and prized by our ancestors for their vital properties. Throughout time, there's been so much negative stigma around organ meats and liver-specific supplements. I've recently dove into the benefits of beef liver and organ meats, and the benefits are astonishing. So astonishing that I was so beyond thrilled to try this new product because let's be honest, I still can't get over the taste trying to eat these organs, which is why having them encapsulated with the most nutrient dense foods on the planet with a unique blend of nine different organs has been so incredible for me. I have noticed so many changes for the positive in my health and my wellness my menstrual cycle, my hormones, so many incredible things, even from my energy to my sleep, everything I feel has been so much more regulated with taking this supplement from Optimal Carnivore. 
Optimal Carnivore is a complex created by grass-fed beef raised in New Zealand, which is known to have the most clean and pure farming land on the planet. And they provide a nutrient dense supplement that contains a blend of grass-fed organ compass, which contains nine different organs that helps to give your body the nutrients it craves in the raw form that our ancestors grew up with. This supplement contains a complex of a combination of beef, liver, brain, heart, thymus, kidney, spleen, pancreas, lung, and gallbladder to help ensure a full spectrum support. Each organ contains its own unique benefits and you benefits a nutritional profile. Again, these, these organs are sourced from 100% grass-fed beef organs from the animals in New Zealand. They gently freeze dry the organs to preserve all of the vitamins, minerals, proteins, and enzymes. I love this because this is easy to take the organ meats and get a high quality beef organ supplement without having to worry about the guesswork of cooking and trying to eat organ meat that maybe might not taste the best for you. You can skip the taste, the smell, and the hassle of cooking organ meats and take these incredibly nutrient capsules instead. To order this incredible supplement, they have the grass-fed organ complex as well as the beef liver capsules, which are both what I take. You can actually just get this right through Amazon, search Optimal Carnivore, and you can use code BROOKB10 to save you 10% off at checkout. Again, that's code BROOKB10 at checkout to save you 10% off your order. At the time of birth, the infant is still attached to the mother via the umbilical cord, which is part of the placenta. The infant is usually separated from the placenta by clamping of the cord. This clamping is actually one of the stages of labor is delivering the placenta and then and cutting off the connection between the placenta and the baby, creating a situation where the baby is living fully on their own. It started in about 1913. It became a practice to instantly cut the cord when the baby was born to separate the placenta from the baby. In more specific, the early cord clamping actually became a standard of practice in the 1960s. And the reason why this became a standard of practice was because it was believed to reduce the likelihood of postpartum maternal hemorrhaging. What I find very interesting is although, yes, early cord clamping has been thought to reduce the risk of bleeding after birth with the mother, so postpartum hemorrhaging, there has been a review of 15 randomized trials, which has involved a total of 3,911 women and infant pairs, and it showed that there was no significant difference in postpartum hemorrhaging rates when early and late cord clamping were compared. However, in this study, there were some potentially important advantages of delayed cord clamping in healthy term infants, such as healthier birth weight, early hemoglobin concentration, and increased iron reserves up to six months after birth. There is also so many other benefits of delaying the cord, which we are going to get into today. But I find it so fascinating that 
even though later research has revealed that it does not reduce hemorrhaging or offer any other clear benefit to cut the cord instantly, it is still practiced today. And in fact, if you don't ask the questions, if you aren't fully informed, that is what will naturally happen. Naturally, a doctor is not going to ask you, would you like to delay your cord clamping? They will just do what the routine practice is, and that is clamping the cord and cutting off the blood flow from the baby through the umbilical cord to the placenta instantly upon arrival earthside. Before really diving into the benefits of delayed cord clamping, I want to I want to specifically define what delayed cord clamping is, and it really truly depends who you ask, but according to the World Health Organization, delayed clamping is when the cord is cut one to three minutes after birth. However, some practitioners actually think that the one minute mark is way too early and recommend extending the time to approximately three minutes. In a statement from the Royal College of Midwives, they state that delaying for even one minute is a welcome change, providing all babies with one minute of transition from interuterine to extrauterine life. However, as transfusion is known to continue during the first three to five minutes of life, it is suggested that this process is allowed to complete without being interrupted. There's another perspective expressed by the International Childbirth Education Association that claims that delayed cord clamping is a practice by which the umbilical cord is not clamped or cut until after it stops pulsating. It may also include not clamping or cutting the umbilical cord until after the placenta is delivered. Some crazy statistics that I want to read just overall about baby's health and about just how as time has gone on, we have been more chronically ill that I feel can truly be related to delayed cord clamping. And this is actually from a TED talk that I am going to include in the show notes. It's about 15 minutes and it's truly worth every single minute of your time. But This gentleman shares some very interesting statistics. So the first statistic is according to the WHO, the World Health Organization, 29% of all newborn deaths around the planet come from not getting enough oxygen at birth. And this is called birth asphyxia. One in 10 babies and actually one in seven babies in certain areas of the world get suboptimal oxygen at birth. So oxygen levels at birth is statistically high. In fact, one in 10 babies get suboptimal oxygen at birth and 29% of all newborn deaths around the planet come from not getting enough oxygen at birth. Another crazy statistic is around the subject of iron. Iron deficiency anemia is a huge world health problem. In fact, statistically shows that about 2 billion people in the world have lost intelligence because of low iron. According to the WHO, if iron deficiency is supported, there is statistics that show that around 20% increase of productivity will occur if iron deficiency is supported. So what they're really showing here is that low levels of iron has a correlation with intelligence levels. In fact, there's a study that was done in the United States that shows that 9 million IQ points have been lost in the United States due 
to low intelligence due to iron deficiencies and iron deficiency anemia. The last crazy subject that was discussed in this TED talk that I want to share is about infections. 32% of all newborn deaths are due to infections. And yet the umbilical cord is rich in white blood cells to fight infections as well as antibodies that the mom created. And it's packed with stem cells that also help with infections and immunity. Going on what we just talked about at the beginning of this episode, one third of the baby's blood is outside of their body when they are born. And one third of their blood is located in the placenta. Babies get 30% more blood after they are born if the cord is delayed by 90 seconds. Just 90 seconds, they get 30% more blood. But on top of blood, what else are they getting? They are getting their placenta, the blood and the nutrients from the placenta that is very, very rich in iron. This blood is iron rich. There's also oxygen. The oxygen levels are so high in the placenta blood and the blood that is outside of the baby's body. There's also red blood cells that are located in the placenta as as well as the white blood cells. And in fact, there is 60% more red blood cells that a baby will get from the placenta if they wait to cut the cord by 90 seconds. So I asked the question, If the theory behind why we cut the cord instantly, maternal hemorrhaging, the theory of why we did that has been proven to be false, has been proven to have no correlation with early cord clamping, why we still do early cord clamping and do not delay the cord clamping when we have all of these statistics that could be correlated, looking at the statistics of what low iron has done for our IQs and our intelligence, what the threat of low oxygen levels has on newborns and newborn deaths, as well as infections. And all of these nutrients can be supported through the placenta and just getting more of the blood that's in the placenta. You just ask the questions, why? Why are we more informed on this subject? Why don't we talk about this more? Why is it so taboo to just ask to delay the cord clamping? Going a little bit more deeper on five different benefits of delayed cord clamping and waiting to cut the cord of how it can impact development, anemia risk, and more. The first one is neurodevelopment benefits. According to Dr. Ola Anderson, he told CNN, it's incredible to see what a difference an extra three minutes and one half cup of blood can have on an overall health of a child, especially four years later. In this specific study, research found that a couple extra minutes attached to the umbilical cord at birth may translate into a small boost in neural development several years later. Children whose cords were cut more than three minutes after birth had slightly higher social skills and fine motor skills than those whose cords were cut within 10 seconds. The second supported benefit of delayed cord clamping is a decreased risk of anemia. We talked a lot about iron in just how iron affects our intelligence and how there is an iron deficiency problem, health 
problem in our world. I want to read a very interesting study that was done and and even going on the conversation of breast milk. So breast milk is actually naturally low in iron, which has led some scientists and some people to believe that breastfed children need to be supplemented with iron to prevent anemia. At first glance, Nina Palak in Real Food for a Mother and a Baby, the author writes, at first glance, this seems like an error, given that all living things need iron, but she suggests that we must suspect a deliberate strategy on nature and God's part to have lower levels of iron in the breast milk. And sure enough, there is a logic to the missing iron. E. coli, it's the most common source of infant diarrhea in all species, depends on iron, and so do other pathogens. And here's what's very, very interesting. Though excess iron in the digestive tract may not be a good thing, iron stored elsewhere in the body is critical for healthy brain development. So the natural transfusion of blood via delayed cord clamping delivers a substantial amount of iron. One study found that waiting two minutes increased iron stores by 27 to 47 MGs. According to the American College of of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, waiting three minutes may prevent iron deficiency during the first year of life. Psychologic studies in term infants have shown that a transfer from the placenta of approximately 80 milliliters of blood occurs by one minute after birth, reaching approximately 100 milliliters at at three minutes after birth. This additional blood can supply extra iron amounting to 40 to 50 mgs over kgs of body weight. This extra iron combined with body iron present at birth in a full-term newborn may help prevent iron deficiency during the first year of life. I will say this always, and I will continue to say it, but I am blown away by God and I'm blown away by how he designed us. And I truly don't think that God made mistakes. And for decades, we've assumed that just nature and God made a mistake and gave breast milk low levels of iron. And because of that, we needed to supplement our iron and put iron fortified foods early in our children's lives. But you don't, you never heard of iron deficiency decades ago. It's starting to become a new thing. And it just makes you wonder if that has a direct correlation with delayed cord clamping or not. Number three, the third benefit of delayed cord clamping is increased blood volume and smoother cardiopulmonary transition. According to Dr. Mark Sloan, whether a baby is premature or full term, approximately one third of its total blood volume resides in the placenta, as we talked about earlier. This is equal to the volume of blood that will be needed to fully perfuse the fetal lungs, liver, and kidneys at birth. His study proceeds to share that In addition to the benefits that come with adequate iron stores, babies whose cords are clamped at two to three minutes have an increased total blood volume compared with their immediate clamped peers. And they also have a smoother cardiopulmonary transition at birth. Another potential benefit of delayed cord clamping is to ensure that the baby can receive the complete nutrient lineup of clotting factors. In other words, the increased blood volume will naturally increase blood platelet levels, which are needed for normal blood clotting. 
If you go back to our vaccine conversation series where we discussed vitamin K and we discussed the need for vitamin K in order to clot, and that is a huge reason why vitamin K is given to newborns is as a clotting agent. I want you to start to think about how all of these are related. We have cutting the cord early and, and, and all of a sudden now these babies are hemorrhaging or these babies aren't able to clot. And so we need to give them a clotting agent, which is vitamin K to help them clot. Well, why are babies clotting? Well, is it have anything to do with the fact that we are mutilating a lot of our newborn boys and cutting off a part of their body, which is there then for causing them to potentially hemorrhage, but they might not have the platelets or the nutrients or the vitamins needed to help their body clot. And it's just this never ending cycle of why, 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 what if, and how are these all related? Number four of reasons why we delay the cord cutting is increased levels of stem cells. Delayed cord clamping also results in an infusion of stem cells, which play an essential role in the development of the immune respiratory cardiovascular and central nervous system among many other functions. The concentration of stem cells in fetal blood is higher than at any other time in life. If you immediately cut the cord, that is leaving nearly one third of these critical cells in the placenta. Stem cells also help to repair any brain damage that the baby might've suffered during a difficult birth which is a conversation that isn't had often is what does the trauma do to the baby at birth? Do babies have birth trauma? Yes, they do. And something that can support and repair any of this trauma or brain damage is those stem cells that are being cut off a lot of the times with immediate cord clamping. The fifth tip of delayed cord clamping is better outcomes for preterm infants. According to Dr. Rabbi, preemies who have delayed cord clamping tend to have better blood pressure in the days immediately after birth, need fewer drugs to support blood pressure, need fewer blood transfusions, have less bleeding into the brain, and have a lower risk of necrotizing enterocolitis, which is a life-threatening bowel injury. So yes, there are many, many benefits of delayed core clamping, but this wouldn't be informed consent if I didn't share the risks of delayed core clamping. So one, analy- one analysis found that a very slight 2% increase in jaundice among babies who have received delayed cord clamping. Jaundice occurs when red blood cells break down faster than the liver can process bilirubin, which is leading to excess levels of bilirubin in the blood, which is called hyperbilirubinemia. It's treated by placing a phototherapy light over the baby to help break down those bilirubins. With that being said, a very slight, again, 2% increase in jaundice could potentially relate to other factors. According to the thinking midwife, the only studies available involve the administration of an artificial oxytocin in the delayed cord clamping group. IV syntocin is associated with jaundice. Therefore, it could be the oxytocin making a difference here, not the clamping. Other studies, such as a Cochrane analysis, found that the difference between early and late cord clamping for clinical jaundice did not reach statistical significance. 
Another concern that sometimes is mentioned is polycythemia, which is basically that the blood is too thick to properly oxygenate tissues. Researchers also looked at this issue in the Cochrane analysis and the Cochrane analysis that actually I mentioned just recently, and they did not also, they also did not find anything statistically significant in this study either. So what does all of this mean? The biggest thing with this is you need to have full informed consent. Talk to your doctors, talk to your practitioners about your options and and create a birth plan. Creating a birth plan has many, many benefits and can help not only your labor go smoothly, but you get what you want out of your delivery. And so something that I recommend here is to number one, continue to do your research, ask more questions, talk to your doctor, talk about, talk to your care practitioners and ask them what their thoughts are. Know your options. Know if this is something that you are able to do and create your birth plan. If you want delayed cord clamping, I highly encourage you to have this on your birth plan and go over this with your doctors because unfortunately, because cord clamping is often done so routinely and automatically, care providers actually sometimes forget and cut the cord as a reflex and just know that they're used to doing despite previous conversations. So it's definitely a very good idea to have an advocate such as your spouse or a doula, or really make sure you have this conversation with your doctor and make it known that this is a part of your birth plan and that maybe they need to be reminded of it. You are able to say no to any procedure that you want, but you are also able to delay any procedure that you want. Obviously you can't technically say no to cutting the cord because at some point you do need to cut the cord, but you have the choice of asking and figuring out when you want to delay it to if this is something that you want to do. If you don't want that immediate cord clamping, you can delay it 30 seconds, 60 seconds, 90 seconds, five minutes, or you can delay it all the way until the cord stops pulsating. Doing your research and asking the questions and figuring out your birth plan is what I highly recommend to do so you know exactly what is going to happen when you deliver your baby so that you have the plan and that you have advocates who will fight for you and that you know your options. It is so nice to be back on the show recording episodes for you guys. I hope you guys are excited that I am back and I hope you guys are still enjoying this birth series. I have a lot of other subjects that I'm just so excited to share with you guys. But as always, I truly, truly appreciate any and all reviews. If you have not yet given me a review for this show, if I could just ask a huge favor of you to just give me a rating and a review that really, really helps support this show and helps to keep me motivated. So if you're especially listening on Apple Podcasts, just scroll all the way to the bottom. You can tap to rate. And then if you choose, you can click write a review. And if you could just take 30 seconds and write a review, that would really, really, really mean the world to me. So thank you everybody again for your patience the last few weeks. And I really hope that you guys are enjoying the show. I love coming back week after week and bringing information to you guys. It's truly a passion of mine. Some call me a research freak, but it's something that I love to do. And I love that I'm able to have a platform to share my findings with you guys. So I will see you guys next week with another topic on our birth series. Thanks again for tuning in.